Welcome back, everybody, to another intriguing episode of Hop Nation USA. I am one of your hosts, Dr. X, and with me is the good Dr. McGillicuddy. Boo. <laughs> That's some cheap-ass liquor, yo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dr. Glenn Livett, I don't, the 15th. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I don't like being pigeonholed like that. <laughs> I understand I'm a trash bag and all the trash liquors I drink, <laughs> but you don't have to make me the doctor of root beer liquors. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could call you Dr. Four Loco. Yeah, but don't. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> that's just your side hustle. Right. That's my, that's my pool playing name. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Four Loco. <laughs> Here to solve all the problems and mysteries of the world. <laughs> and yes, it is... Time for yet another mystery episode of Hop Nation USA. A terrifying reach into the mystery fridge of mystery. Creepy noises. Yes, post-production, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) If time is found. Yeah, if I'm not too busy. (laughs) But no, I'm not going to keep that up. I'm Adam, that's Steve. Hello. I'm not going to keep that up. It was neat for like 45 seconds. Yeah. Now we're over. But yes, we are going to reach into the mystery fridge of mystery. Uh, We have done this. This is about a a yearly thing that we do this. Yes. Although I believe we pushed up schedule. It's usually a little later in the year when we run out of ideas. Yes. Well, guess what? But now, (laughs) you know, hey, we push it up because pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. Everything. Don't be surprised if you get another mystery fridge later in the year (laughs) or three. (laughs) Maybe in a month. Yeah. Look, don't cause trouble. <laughs> yeah, just be glad we're still doing this. Yeah, you're still getting free hours of content. <laughs> yeah, I'm letting people in the house. <laughs> All right. All right. So, reach into the fridge, Adam. All right. Post production. Post production. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right, Steve. Here's the beer. What is this? All right, coming to us all the way from the New York border, just across. Up in a little bit. Not as far as Buffalo. But as far as Lakewood, New York, it is the Southern Tier Vanilla Whip. It is a 6.5% milkshake IPA. Does that say it? I'm looking at the can. Shake Shop? Is that is that kind of their new thing that they're doing? I don't know how far they're pursuing this, but it might be an analog to their Blackwater series. That's exactly what I was thinking. Is this sort of like, you know... Uh a white hat, black hat kind of thing going on here? It might be, because they also, they have another one that's an orange dreamsicle. And I, I don't know if that falls into the shake shop, but I assume it does. I don't know, but I'm already flushing out some spy versus spy things here with these beers. <laughs> and I like it. Okay. Uh, it is made with oats, of course, mm-hmm. and milk. And they sugar boil and the milk sugar. And they boil them. And it's supposed to be... You know, full of tropical fun notes. And it's also conditioned with vanilla. Okay, so, then. There you go. They don't say what hops. I, I assume it's not overly or overtly hopped. Yes. But uh, if, 
for your benefit, mm-hmm. it is 15 IBUs. How is it an IPA? Yeah, I don't know. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> We'll add that to the list of mysteries right, that we have to solve. That's a solid mystery. <laughs> if, when did IPAs start getting called IPAs with under 30 IBUs? Right, having less IBUs than a Hefeweizen. It's all a sham. <laughs> it's all marketing. It's all it is. Everything's marketing, and, it, and the whole world is a sham. Just enjoy it as it all comes down around your ears. This is our new world order. Yeah, listen to podcasts, <laughs> drink beer, watch it all fall. IB, IBUs at 15, let's make it an IPA. <laughs> Style guides be damned. <laughs> all right, let's crack it open. All right. While you're doing that, I'll start talking about the zeitgeist and how they're going to turn all the money into one denomination. Is that what you got? <laughs> it's going to be the Euro, the Americano, and the Africano. It's going to be three major and that's it. Really? The Africano, not the Chino? I, they, they'll, they'll take over the ruble. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, four. Four, yeah. The, the Asiago, which is <laughs> the mix of Asian and Tobago. <laughs> Apparently we now have cheese-based economies. Poured it up. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it doesn't look like a vanilla milkshake. I'm disappointed. Well, eh, I mean, if that milkshake curdled <laughs> uh. and then separated, <laughs> and then you took off the, you know, kind of the top layer. <laughs> uh, don't don't make me think about old milk like that. <laughs> That's gross. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's how you get there. It's a little more effervescent than the... <laughs> it is. It is. I, I think it's a little more... The curdled, strained way. <laughs> oh, gross. Gross, gross, gross. All right, we're, we're, we got to get back into the beer room here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hazy. It's opaquely hazy. Yeah, it's not juicy hazy. Nah, it does, yeah, it doesn't look juicy. It looks Mm-mm. pretty, like, straw, straw pale. Yeah. And not much in the way ahead that I saw. Tallow. Is another, ah, okay. That's another word I could use. Yeah, then use it. <laughs> I did. Oh, okay. Um, on the nose, it smells sweet. It does. That S- makes sense. Yeah, smells a bit vanilla-y. Again, makes and sense. And there's a little hint of citrus hop on mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it, it, it's, I'll say it's, it's somewhat pleasing. It smells like a nice soap <laughs> that you can <laughs> find in a restroom. <laughs> this is some, some nice bath and body works. Yeah. This is the soap that you put out for guests. <laughs> oh. Hey, that's very drinkable. It is very drinkable. It's fucking treat time. <laughs> Here we go again, America. Enjoy your treats as the empire crumbles. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Invest in Asiago. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's Bitcoin, but more secure. Right. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this is pretty good though it is it's not an ipa Mm -mm. gotta stop using them those words we need to develop a new word for for whatever this is no no you don't need the new word the word is milkshake just drop the ipa just drop the ipa yeah it's cleaner right just because it's pale and you put hops in it (laughs) right yeah (laughs) just call it an ale that's fine. A milkshake. Just call it a milkshake ale. Yeah, it's perfectly fine just calling it an ale because beer, by necessity, has to have hops. Yeah. So, yeah, just call this an ale. 
Yeah, I, I think we need to start that campaign. Yeah, this is not an IPA. <laughs> Welcome to Ground Zero, America. <laughs> this is where this this grassroots campaign is starting right here, right now. Sure, and not <laughs> on the hundreds of Facebook no, <laughs> nope. community sites. Yeah, or- it's right here, right now. We're claiming it, patent pending. We started this movement. <laughs> until until somebody can prove otherwise <laughs> by a 30-second Facebook search, we are claiming it. I The one thing is I will say that this is a, this is a beer that you don't want to drink right after you're done cutting the grass. Yeah, it's not terribly... It's not refreshing. Right, it's yeah. It's good, but it is not a thirst quencher. No. It, it, it does have a bit of a, a sweet thickness to it. Yeah, and oats and milk sugar will do that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, all, I, you look at the ingredients and that kind of makes sense. Yeah. How you see that all coming together. Plus, let's be honest, it's called Vanilla Whip from the Shake Shop. Yeah, with two Ps. Yeah. P-P. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's not refreshing. It's, it's no. just... A treat. It's more treats. It is. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's not <laughs> it's not supposed to be refreshing. It isn't. So that's not a complaint. That's just more of a Yeah. That that those are just drinking. Yeah, yeah. Those are just drinking notes. Yes. Don't buy this thinking that you're getting an IPA that will be refreshing. No. Because it is neither. <laughs> As the youths would say, this ain't it, fam. The youths. Yes. <laughs> These two youths. These two youths. <laughs> All right. I the Utes do not get my cousin Vinny references. They don't. <laughs> they were not born yet. <laughs> we all get Marissa Tomei references, though. <sighs> Top shelf. Mm-hmm. We could have an entire episode on that, but we won't. Attractive lady. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. Yeah, we won't. Instead, we'll just do our regular news notes and neat, which may or may not include Mr. That lady. <laughs> Spider-Man's aunt. <laughs> Spider-Aunt. All right. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Sure, I'll go first. All right. What do you got? I got a bit of a news and a neat. Okay. So we were talking last week about how the PA laws and regulations or guidelines or whatever they is, I don't know how they're enforced or who gives a shit if they are, but... (laughs) And I I think that's part of the whole problem. Right. But we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, But they changed PA guidelines and everything to that you can serve beer... As long as there's food on premises and you can have 25% capacity inside and 50% outside, but nobody really understood what food on premises meant. Yes. So there were people that, uh, I'll say, took advantage of that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Some blatantly, some kind of not so blatantly. Right. And basically a lot of people were just trying to sell like handfuls of chips and pretzels and I believe Cuomo passed something similar in New York. And I, and I believe the governor of California did something similar as well. Yeah. And the, in New York, they were selling Cuomo chips, mm-hmm. which was just a little bowl of potato chips. It was just, you know. Yeah. But, you know, busting balls. Uh, they have defined it, though, so that... And the big question for us was for our brewery friends that don't have a kitchen on site. What do? Yeah. Uh, what do are they allowed to use food truck and answer is yes food truck and thank god for that right because that would have been you know what that would have been a complete injustice it would have been because one those breweries aren't the problem no, we all they're know not. they're not the problem <laughs> they're we not. all know they're not the problem and that would be unnecessarily punishing them yes so yes you can have food trucks be the food service yes um 
And it explicitly states that it can be from a third party. Right. The weird hang up. Because <laughs> there has to be one because nothing can be straightforward. Right. Is that if you're ordering alcohol on premises, you can order it as long as you have food. But once the meal is over, then you can no longer order food or you can no longer order alcohol. And, and who determines that? Right. The person that's taking your money. Yeah, the person who's taking your money, nobody's really enforcing that. You can let half a sandwich sit for five hours, I guess. <laughs> right, right. And, and that's, the, that's the biggest hang-up that I have. I'm I- not done eating! <laughs> <laughs> Nibble. <laughs> See, I'm just a really slow eater. I'm peckish. <laughs> don't, don't shame me. Yeah. I'm peckish, I have a small mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess... I. I, I understand where, you know, the, Pe- the Pennsylvania Department of Health is coming from. I understand the, the thought process behind what they're doing. However, the biggest issue is clarity. They, there is a severe lack of clear communication coming from, from Harrisburg on what is and what isn't supposed to happen. Right. Not only that, but enforcement is nil. Yeah, no, nobody knows what enforcement is supposed to be. Yeah. And it's just like, well, maybe you'll see cops running around looking for this stuff, but like, who, you know, mm-hmm. who knows? Who fucking knows? And you can't, I don't know, I feel like you can't really expect a bartender or, you know, just a brewery owner to know what every person in every table is doing. Right, right. And it, yeah, it, 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 this is a very, very fine line for me because it, in in theory, these are all sound measures to take because it should reduce people's exposure and things like that. Mm-hmm. But the problem is people don't behave. Yeah, that's what this all boils down to. Yeah, yeah, that's yes, that's the core <laughs> issue with everything is that people refuse to fucking behave and be cool. Yes. Because we are a terrible individualistic society. Yeah. Which, that's okay for me, but it's not good for the rest of you. <laughs> well, you're, you're a, a hermit, so... Well, I'm also just being a hypocrite by saying that. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like, you can be both. It's okay for me, but not you. That's right. <laughs> the rules are for thee, but not for me. Exactly. Um, but it, it was, the interesting part about this is that it actually... And this... The story came across my desk, I'll say. <laughs> it yeah. was on my computer for some reason. And it popped up, uh, but a bunch of other re- uh, related beer outlets have picked it up since. Okay. Um, but it's from the Atlas Obscura. And it's just you know, news stories and such. Oh, all right. That uh, are, sort of a news aggregate? Yeah. It's just like things, old stories of you know weird things in the past. Mm-hmm. And the one that's uh, related to this is they're from, like, turn of the century, 1896. Oh, that century. Okay. Right. (laughs) Uh, There was a New York senator, Senator Raines, who passed the Raines Law, which basically, like, did a lot to set groundwork for prohibition, Hmm. obviously, because we're talking turn of the century. Yes. So this was in New York, 1896, and it banned alcohol sales on Sundays. Uh, it, like, charged uh, the liquor law license. Like, okay. it tripled the liquor license cost. Oh, try to try to price people out? Right. 
and just did a whole bunch of other things. Uh, the one thing that went along with that, though, is you could still sell alcohol on Sundays if it came with a meal. Sounds familiar. Sounds very familiar. Yeah, sounds very, very familiar. The way people went around that is very similar to what people have done in mm-hmm. that they tried to do it with chips and pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> and shitty, you know, shitty quote, quote meals. <laughs> and eventually that like that was ruled against. And so there became the Reigns sandwich. Okay. Uh, because the Reigns sandwich was basically a sandwich that had been sitting around all week. Oh, okay. And it just was served with the beer and then taken back to the kitchen <laughs> to be served with the next beer. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so it was a lot of dirty, dusty, musty sandwiches. Yeah. And some of them were even rubber. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just weird little tokens that you get. <laughs> that was called the Reigns Sandwich? Yeah, the Reigns Sandwich. Hmm. You know, it, to make fun of that senator, mm-hmm. just same as there was Cuomo chips recently. There was the Reigns Sandwich. There also uh, there was a new law, well, not a new law, but it was enacted that uh, only hotels could serve beer or an alcohol on Sundays. Okay. So what happened was there were Rains hotels, as a bunch of bars and breweries and things like that would buy rooms and space. Ah. Okay. So if you, you so if you think of like the way bars are set up, and a lot of time there's apartments. Right, up above. Yeah. Yeah. So they would just buy those rooms and convert them. <laughs> it's the hotel, in, quote right. unquote. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It became a Reigns Hotel so they could sell, <laughs> <laughs> which was just like basic shitty places. And the the interesting part about that was a lot of those places, because that law, the law was enacted to stop alcohol sales. Mm-hmm. But not only did it not stop alcohol sales, but it also caused a rise in prostitution. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Unintended consequences. Yeah, because you have already unscrupulous business owners. Right. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I can also make side hustle this way. And yeah. Rent rooms by the hour. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that makes complete sense. Yeah, it's pretty tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you find yourself on the, you know, the bad end of a wolf burger. I don't know. It, 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 you know, in ordinary times, when people are just trying to to push their agendas that way, I, I'm all for that sort of thing. But when it comes to to public health, I, I I do have a little bit of a pushback on that. Yeah. But it all comes down to everybody just needs to behave. Right. Everybody just wear your mask. Yeah. Wear your mask and be cool. Yes. But I I I still see the humor in. Oh, there is humor. <laughs> oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I see the humor in being a shit ass and pushing against the government. Right. But don't push against the, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are pushing against the wrong government, which is the state government. Yeah. Should yeah. be pushing against the federal government, which <laughs> has left us all out to dry. Yes. But we're not going to talk about that. No, I just did. <laughs> we're not going to continue to talk about that. <laughs> I just did. So instead, we're going to talk about voting. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're totally going to keep talking about <laughs> that. <laughs> Uh, it, Ohio, you've heard of it. Yeah. It's the home of uh, First Energy and yeah. their woes. Yeah. Did you hear, hear about that? Home of Dave Chappelle. There we go. <laughs> let's, let's, keep this, let's keep this nice. Home of LeBron. 
It is the home of LeBron. Yeah. And the traffic light? Uh, maybe. Was it the traffic light or the parking meter? One of them was invented in Cleveland. Mm. And flying. Eh, I mean, the brothers were from Ohio, but the actual flight took place in North Carolina. Gotta invent the brothers to invent the flying. This is true. <laughs> this is true. So they're starting a campaign. It's called Raise a Glass to Democracy. All right. And what it is, is it's a push to get people to register to vote. Right. Uh, in case you haven't picked up on it, there's a bit of an election coming up in November. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Huh. Wasn't aware. <laughs> there is. You may have seen a commercial or two. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, what they are doing, this is actually coming from, from the state, uh, the Secretary of State, Frank LaRose. But uh, he is working with breweries to be able to get the word out to go register to vote. So what they're doing is they are starting an Every Vote Counts beer. And Ryan Geist is uh, from Cincinnati. Yeah, they are. The Queen City, I think it is. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Geist has put together a, a label that you can use on your, your can, your bottle, or whatever it is. Uh, and you can slap it on your beer. Mm-hmm. And you can put it out there. Uh, right now, they have 30, 30 breweries in Ohio committed to be able to put out this Every Vote Counts beer. But they, this is where I disagree that it's a collaboration is because they specifically state that it is not a particular style or a particular recipe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not a collaboration. Not at all. That's just, yeah, that's just, it's, state. Just, it's a message board. <laughs> right. It's a good message and I agree with it, but it's not a collaboration. No. At all. No. hundred <laughs> percent. No. They, uh, Yeah. Yeah, if they kind of missed the mark on that one. If there's no recipe, then it's just uh, it's just a campaign. It like, is. I, it's a good campaign. Yeah, um, it's just a marketing campaign. Yes. Uh, they said that the, what they're trying to do is they're trying to raise the the percentage of Ohio voters to be the highest percentage of any state in the union. Oh. Yes. Uh, there's about three million Ohatians that are currently not registered that can be. Ohatians. <laughs> That's what they are. I know. It's just a funny thing to hear. Oh, all right. I say Ohioans anyway. Oh, so. I say Ohatians and Michiganders. <laughs> uh, but yes, they have 30 breweries that are going to be committed, uh, but they are not uh, They're not going to just have Ohio breweries. They're opening it up to everybody in these uh, 50 great states. If you want in, get a hold of Ryan Geist. They'll send you the artwork. You can make your own. Cool. Whatever beer it is that you want it to be. It's cool, I guess. I don't know why you got to contact Rheingeist. Because they're, they're the ones that had the, the artwork. Yeah, but every other collaborative effort that I've actually seen mm -hmm. is it's just a Dropbox folder and you go download it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. I assume that's all they're doing. <laughs> I don't know why you got to make an extra step of talking to some damn buddy. I don't need to. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go print, I'll go print a black is beautiful label right now. <laughs> just make a whole bunch of stickers. That's right. I don't need to talk to no damn buddy about it. <laughs> Just make it stickers. Put them everywhere. That's right. Hitchhiker's out there. I'm yes. coming for it. Okay. Yeah. It's a 10% stout in the middle of July. All weather is Why would? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why would I not try to get the hold of that? Come on. I don't even need it to be for a good cause. <laughs> get it. <laughs> That's just that's just bonus time there. It's icing on the proverbial cake. There it is. As it's all pastries. <laughs> <laughs> all pastries all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, Ohio's trying to get in and the, uh, who was that? Puff Daddy that did that like 12 years ago? B. Diddy, vote or die? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 
or is it Puffy or P Diddy or mm, just I, Diddy? I don't know what he was at the time. I don't know what he was at the time. I think he's back to P Diddy. Okay. Yeah, or maybe he's just Puffy now. Well, shit, I don't know. Maybe he's just Sean now for IRS purposes. Sure, right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not up to date on my mid-90s hip-hop. Yeah. Mid to late 90s. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was relevant all through the 2000s because he had the making the band. and. Oh, he was, but he broke out in the 90s. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. It was all about the Benjamins. Yeah, that was a good one. Remember Nas? <laughs> this is what the podcast is now. It's like, remember Nas? Remember Master P? <laughs> uh, those were the days. Remember Mystical? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cisco, what has happened uh, to you? The Rock Router was a good song. <laughs> it's too short, though. I always listen to it twice because it's just too short. <laughs> Yeah, this is what we've delved into. We haven't even, we're not even a beer deep yet. Yeah, not even a beer deep. It's just brains just faltering and yeah. <laughs> wondering. Who cares anymore? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Everybody likes hip hop. It's all burning down around us as it is. <laughs> um, okay, so I got I got news. Okay, and I, it's something it's something of a follow up. Okay, and you can correct me on this because my brain doesn't completely remember. Oh, you're relying on me. I'm just going to, I said you can correct me on this. I didn't say you have to or you will. I'll do my Cub Scout best. Um, but last week we we obviously had Mr. Steve from the Might Be Brews podcast. An excellent show, if I will say so myself. Yeah, because we also appeared on their season finale the same week. An excellent show, I must say so myself. Yeah, and I think um, I think you can still watch that on their Facebook. It's like three hours or whatever. It just... <laughs> It just kept going. Yeah, it was we like three hours talking. just drinking and talking. People popping in. Yeah. Uh, but it, at one point on either of these shows, I don't remember which one we were talking about, it, but we were talking about a barbecue and beer challenge. Because there still hasn't been a barbecue and beer festival proper in Pittsburgh. I want to say it was our show. Actually, I think it was their show. Uh, damn it. <laughs> no, because I, I specifically remember giving a... Yins love barbecue. A shout out. Ah, okay, was, yeah, because he was, was in because he's involved in the steak cookoffs. Right. I was trying to I was trying to encourage them to get in contact with Doug if they wanted to do a beer and barbecue challenge. Yes. But uh, one already exists. Okay. And we can take notes from their previous efforts. All right. To set ours up eventually. Uh, it's just a beer and barbecue challenge in Chicago. And it's been seven years running. Oh, okay. So this is not a, a new effort. This is an established event. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just something we haven't had, but there are blueprints for us to take advantage of. <laughs> not steal. Take advantage of. That's right. Uh, but it, yeah, it, it's been an event for the past seven years, and it was a charity event that was raising money, I think, for a school. Okay. And the way it used to work was they would pair local breweries with pitmasters, oh, okay, and they would have a beer and barbecue pairing, and uh, then there would be voting. Okay, so the public could vote on the pairings as well as they also brought in like high end chefs. So it's not voting on just the beer or just the meat. It's as a it's pair. a team. As yeah. a te- Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's a team. I team really effort. Like that. It's a really it's a really cool event. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have liked to have gone at some point. This year is a little different, though. End of days. Yeah. So this year, they're doing away with the voting. 
unfortunately. They just here enjoy. Yeah, logistics are just too. It's it's too impossible. So how how are are they still doing any sort of sampling with the public? Are they just like having no. a sampler pack and then go home? Yeah, go home. Pick it up. Go home. <laughs> I mean, that's still pretty neat. Yeah, it's, no, it's still pretty neat because here's what the deal is this year. Uh, for sixty five dollars, you will get a selection of ten beers. Okay. And half pound of pork, two sausages. Or sausages, sausages. As we're talking Chicago, Ethan Frome. Yeah, you get two sausages, <laughs> and you get two taster glasses. <laughs> I mean, for sixty-five, that ain't bad. That's not bad, man. Again, it's, it's for charity. That's a date night right there. Yeah, uh, you can uh, like specify the kind of beers you like. Okay. Because it's coming from a lot of different breweries in the Chicago area. Okay, so like one pitmaster might have three or four different breweries working with them. Well, no. I again, I think this is different. I think it's. All the same pork and sausage. Oh, okay. But it's different beers. Okay. They, right. I just think because of the pandemic, they couldn't rely on uh, forcing too many like pitmasters to donate. Understood. You know, Understood. Meat and you know supply chains are bad at the moment, so they are. <laughs> Shout out to Two Brothers Barbecue. They haven't opened up yet. I miss you for shames. It is for shames. So sets. I miss their pulled pork poutine. Anyways, um, anyways. Yeah, uh, for a hundred dollars though, there is a VIP package. Of course, there always is. Yeah, so that's twelve beers, <laughs> All right. a pound of pork, four sausages, yeah, and four taster glasses. Okay, that's a that's a really big date night. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's a pretty big date night. You get a little bit more, like you completely double your meats, yeah. without doubling the full cost of the package. I like it. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, some of the breweries participating: uh, Off Color, okay. Revolution. And Forbidden Root. We've talked about Forbidden Root in the past, haven't we? Yeah, a couple times. Because yeah. basically they're Chicago's version of Strange Roots. There you go. All right. They're, yeah. they're the ones that they're wilding out and souring out. And- yeah, they do some foraging and stuff. Next time I'm at Vintage, because I know they get some Forbidden Roots from time to time. We'll have to get some. I'll grab some because they, and I think you would like it, but I think it's a strawberry basil wheat. That's weird enough that I would like that. Yeah. yeah. So if I say... If I see it, I'll pick one up and we'll have it on the show. Okay. Or you could pick up a couple and I'll buy the rest. Okay. For whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Money. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For Asiago bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. All right. Uh, there's one quick thing here. I don't really want to talk about it, but I'm going to anyways. Okie dokie. Uh, this comes from the Orlando Sentinel. That's a newspaper out of Orlando, Florida. Sure. The home of Mickey Mouse and the Magic. Yeah. <laughs> and UCF. Yeah. And talking about a bunch of things I don't care about, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'll get to the beer. And the headline reads 100 Florida breweries could close in two weeks without help. Oof. And that is coming from the Florida Brewers Guild. Oof. Yeah. It's very That's... interesting. They, they, are, they are saying that they are sounding the alarm. Okay. That without any sort of government help, either through stipends or through relaxation of current regulations. Yeah. That there are a multitude of breweries that are just going to go kaput. It's very possible. It is I- very possible. Uh, so they they ha- have sent an open letter to uh, Governor DeSantis uh-huh. uh, stating some of the things that they want and need. And some of the things that they are claiming is a bit dubious. 
<laughs> that's what I don't want to get into. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's always like the worst part of this. These things that happen like, OK, that sounds bad and they're sounding the alarm. And I totally believe that mm-hmm. there's a lot of businesses in trouble because there are a lot of there's businesses, a lot of businesses in, in trouble. trouble. Right. And they absolutely deserve to get more of that uh, small business loan money. Yes. That was supposed to go for small businesses, which yeah. they are. Yes. And if you're not following that grift, <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Tim Dillon, but, you know, <laughs> if you've ever listened to Tim Dillon's show, he'll tell you about all those kinds of grifts and stuff. I can't do his show because he does his show. <laughs> right. <laughs> his name is already on it. Right. <laughs> but what are some of the more dubious things they're asking for? That well, it's not necessarily what they're asking for, but what they're saying is is why they should be helping the local breweries and the big kerfuffle is they're they're saying that a brewery is one of the first things that a community will use to gentrify a neighborhood or city uh, <laughs> uh. so that was like bullet point number two mm. in the list they're not wrong that that's true but you're not uh, supposed to gentrify neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah. And I think there might be a communication breakdown on what they understand gentrify to mean. Yeah. So I think I, 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 I hope I, I hope to all that is holy and decent that this was just a giant miscommunication. Yeah. Th- I, I would hope in a very, very poor wording. Yeah. Poor word choice. I really hope so. <laughs> yeah. Because the, I mean, gentrifying as the concept of raising a, a town, township, or a city up, mm-hmm. you know, bringing a neighborhood up. Yeah. That's not a bad concept. No. It's just, as we understand gentrifying, it usually means pushing people out of their homes. Yes. <laughs> raising rents beyond uh, you know, reasonability. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they were using that as a, a positive for why the breweries need to be helped and supported. If they mean, if they mean <laughs> helping a neighborhood bring back businesses, then yes. Yeah, I completely agree. But, but. that's not what we understand gentrifying <laughs> no. leads to. <laughs> no. So. Uh. Yeah, it's a bad one. <laughs> so uh, go check out the, the Orlando Sentinel and get just get on beer Twitter. There's all sorts of stuff yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are mad. I didn't have a chance to read it all. It's a it's an interesting letter. I saw some saw some other things related to this that are pretty stupid. Like their uh, their merchandise? Yeah, the merchandise around this which that kind of leads against the good faith of their meaning of gentrify. Yeah. Cuz yeah. it's just that snake wrapped around a a growler. Yeah. That's pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. So <laughs> Come on, Florida. Do better. Nah, don't come on, Florida. Uh-huh. I'm tired of them. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to pull a Bugs Bunny and just yep. saw them off yeah. the bottom? Yeah. Fat enough. <laughs> <laughs> you go be Cuba North. Right. <laughs> yeah, go be Cuba North. See how that works out for you. <laughs> You're fucking misbehaving. <laughs> I mean, they already got the sandwiches down pat. I wonder what Cuba's up to. I don't know. They're probably doing well. Good for them. Yes, agreed. <laughs> All right, let's get out of this whole situation. Yeah, it's whatever. 
Let's go back to the Vanilla Whip with two peas. Yes. From Southern Tier out of Lakewood, New York. Yeah. I honestly like this beer. I like it too. Yeah. But I'm not going to add it to the IPA list because it's not an IPA. Understandable. It's totally not an <laughs> IPA, but it's a good beer. Yeah, it's perfectly drinkable. It's it's not refreshing. This is this is a spring. Well, let me rephrase that so it works time wise. This is a fall to spring beer. Okay. It's not really great for the summer. It's a bit hot. It is. It is. I uh, unless you've got good air conditioning, which then yeah. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I I see this as a dessert beer if you don't want chocolate. Yeah. If you don't want chocolate, but you still want something, you know, you still want a treat, grab this. Yep. This is definitely a treat. I, I would be very curious if you took a little maraschino cherry juice and put that in there. Weird, but yeah. That might work. Yeah. Not a lot. Maybe not a lot. Half a splash. Just a little half splash. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Or run it over a bar spoon and see if you can get a layer on it. Yeah, make it fancy looking. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I mean, this is a good beer. I would, uh, I wouldn't drink it on the beach. No. But I drink it in the beach house. Yes. <laughs> at like ten o'clock at night after everything's cooled down. Yeah. 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 So, all right, good job, Southern Tier. Yeah, you did another good one. <laughs> to nobody's surprise. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Big fucking surprise. <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're gonna walk out of the shake shop here for a little bit. Okay. Reload. Well, no, we don't. Well, we'll get something. I don't know. It's the mystery fridge. Right, yeah. I don't know we'll what know we're getting. Next. Something. Find well, out with us. <laughs> coming up. We'll be back. First Sip Brew Box is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. <sighs> All right, Hop Nation, welcome back. We're done talking about how we're going to overthrow the government. Turns out it's not going to take much. <laughs> Turns out you can do it with the gum, <laughs> with a gum band. and <laughs> <laughs> We're going to MacGyver this shit back together. Yeah. All right, but before we do that, before we go down to Staples to get ourselves some gum bands and... We're, we're writing a wiki e how <laughs> on how to overthrow the government. <laughs> uh, step one, start a podcast. <laughs> uh, step two, question mark. All right, it's time to get back into the mystery fridge, beer, fridge of mystery. Yes. What is next? I don't know. I haven't gotten it yet. I know, but what is next? Who knows? It could be anything. It could be, even be a boat. <laughs> the box, Lois. The box. <laughs> All right. I got something. And, oh, we are staying on the dessert menu. Hell yeah. Treat Town, USA. Yes. Population everybody Us. right now. Yes. <laughs> uh, this, is, uh, this is a local. This is from Strange Roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, formerly Dry Log, right down there in Millvale. Mm. Get off the 28 exit. Uh, if you don't hit the brakes, you'll uh, go into the parking lot. Fair enough. Easy peasy. It's also out of whatever. Uh, Gibsonia. Gibsonia, yeah. that's yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know what dumbass mnemonic device I try to use to remember that? What? Is that it sounds vaguely like a monkey species. Gibsonia, Gibbon. <laughs> At least you didn't go with Mel Gibson. 
No. <laughs> you know, uh, Lethal Weapon neighborhood. <laughs> Mel Gibsonia. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. All right. Back to the beer, because that's what we're supposed to be talking about on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strange Roots. This is their pineapple upside down cake beer. Okay. It is an ale conditioned on cake yes. and pineapple. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if I remember correctly, because I, I have had this beer before, uh-huh. that's why it's in my fridge, uh, this is one of a series that Strange Roots has started to do. They they did a cake series. Oh, shit. I know that Sam, uh, one of our guest hosts at mm-hmm. this point in time, shout out to Sam if you're yeah. listening. He's not. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I know that he was able to get a hold of their carrot cake beer. Yeah. I remember him ranting and raving about that. Yeah, because he's big on carrot cake. He is, which is I find to be a weird thing. I mean, you can enjoy carrot cake, but to be big on it, I don't know. I think it's just because it's the only cake that has vegetables in it. Which is weird. Hey, he's not a, he's not a dessert guy. He does not like sweets. Ah, well. So if he can qualify it in any manner, including that it had carrots in it. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going to hate. I'm not, I'm not going to look down on a man's cake preference. That's not my place. I like a good carrot cake because it has cream cheese, and that's the smartest frosting. It is. I, 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 I enjoy carrot cake as well, but to explicitly seek it out, I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't know how I feel about pineapple upside down cake, but I'm willing to try it as a beer. Okay. Are you a fan of pineapple in general? Not really, actually. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, right. it's kind of a toss-up, you know? Okay. Like, the stuff that comes out of the cans in the syrup, that uh-huh. is dog shit trash. I don't think this is going to be it. I, I, I'm saying that's it's gross that way. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's the grossest way any fruit is prepared <laughs> is in the syrup, out the can. But yeah. for some reason, it's extra gross when it's pinnacle. I, I, I don't think you'll have that problem here. All right. Although well, it will be pineapple out of a can, technically. Yes, I know. And it'll kind of be in a syrup. <laughs> I'm already being triggered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Safe space. Safe space, Steve. All right. Let's pour it up. All right. All right, we've got some pineapple upside down cake out of a can. Yes, and uh, it is not nearly as hazy as I thought it would be. E same. It's uh, I mean it still has a little bit of a a glaze haze to it. You know, it's not a crystal clear. It doesn't look like a you know like a like a kosher or anything like that. No, but it's still way 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 clearer than yeah. the last beer. Yeah. I am, yeah, I'm very surprised. As am I. Um, it, it did have a decent little head on it, a little bit of whiteness mm-hmm. on top, but that kind of disappeared pretty quickly. Yeah, it is also, like, shockingly yellow. Yes. Although, I mean, pineapple, that makes sense. Right. I'm just, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's brighter. Like, it's a very bright beer. It, it is, I, I would say it's photogenic. Yeah, it's probably photogenic if I did the photos right. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find that out by following us on Twitter at Hop Nation USA or inter- er, Instagram. Is that the Instagram. one? Instagram. Interscope. Intra- <laughs> <laughs> Were you thinking about Interscope records again? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Got to get us. We got to get us a record deal for this podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> can't rap, can't sing, can't play instruments, but you know. We'll get a record deal. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's the end of days. We'll get there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, it's good looking, good looking beer. Just straight up good looking beer. It really is. Uh, on the nose, there is a lot of pineapple. Yeah, there is. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, mm, <laughs> it really does have that out of a can. I see what you're saying. Like, kind of, kind of got that syrup side of thing going. Yeah, it's got that syrup stink. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna drink mine. You do what you want. I'm gonna drink it. I'm yeah. just saying on the nose, it's it's got that stink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cocktail fruit. Okay. Uh oh. Look for the cake, Steve. Look for the cake. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about it then. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I I think there is... Now, granted, I will say that I am a big fan of pineapple. I am one of those weirdos that puts pineapple on the pizza on purpose. I enjoy that. Uh, I like this beer. I I think there is a good bit of of cake that goes along with it. Uh, It's not just... This is my opinion. Steve may have a different opinion. But to me, there is a... uh, there's a good bit of cake that goes along with the pineapple. It's just not pineapple with a little bit of extra grain thrown in there. It legitimately has a good cake quality to it. So for for me, I like it. I do not feel the same way. That's okay. You're allowed to. I feel like I just drank the syrup out of a fruit <laughs> cocktail can. And as previously discussed, that is not your preference. Yeah. Um, I will say, mm-hmm. for it being 10%, I don't really get any alcohol burn. That is very true, yes. There, this could have gone really, really sideways in that it could have been alcoholically burning as well as <laughs> cloyingly sweet. It's just one of those, though. <laughs> yeah, I credit where credit is due on, on masking the yeah. ABV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it is far and few between that we've run into a beer mm-hmm. on the show that is also from a local brewery. Yeah. That we had that got like negative reaction. It's very true. Yeah. It's very true. Well, I like it. So we'll just stick to what Adam has to say. <laughs> I've, yes. I, I, I've already summed up my feeling There's no reason in, a to go ver- any further. In, in, in very one simple sentence that I just feel like I just drank syrup from cocktail fruit can. Okay. If that's good for you, that's good for you. If that's bad for you, that's bad for you. I mean, that's, that's all <laughs> the advice that you need. Yeah. So right. let's move on with the history's mysteries. Yes. And I've prepared, let's see, I think the last time we did a mystery fridge episode or at least one of the times, we also talked about mystery beer writers. We did. Yes, we got a little feedback from that. Yeah. That's good to, good to talk with them a little bit. Yeah. So this time, I've gone out and I found real-life beer mysteries. Oh, okay. And mostly it's just all heists. People like, stealing shit. People stealing shit. People stealing a lot of shit. <laughs> I, I, I like where this is going. Yeah. So I found, I found three stories, and they're all very, very similar. And only one of them, though, actually has an end. Really? Yeah, so we have two open case unsolved mysteries. Robert Stack would be proud. Yeah. I'm going to put the unsolved mysteries theme here. That's old enough. I don't think we have to worry about that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to use the old one, even though they released new episodes on Netflix. Eh, it's not the same. It isn't. I tried to watch one episode, and it was in French. In French? And there was no Robert Stack analog. 
Robert Stack is Unsolved Mysteries. I know, but they they didn't try to put anybody else in that role. They just went in, kind of like a like a Dateline NBC kind of thing. Yeah, they just dove right in. Yeah, no Jonathan Frakes to come in. Believe it or not, who's who's running this operation over at the Netflix? This was false. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll we'll kind of actually work back in time, Can starting with this year. Time? Okay, uh, this year in March. 150,000 pounds of brew dog was stolen. What? Somebody stole brew dog? Yes, 150 pounds. <laughs> 150,000 pounds worth. I have so many questions. I know. <laughs> you have to expand on this one a little bit. Okay, first question is by pounds, do I mean American? No, I mean British sterling pounds. Oh. <laughs> Oh. So it was 150,000 British sterling pounds worth of Brewdog beer. Gotcha. Okay. It was stolen from a truck park. So basically, you know, like a rest stop. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody, and you have to have, I guess, that kind of license to be able to drive that truck. Yeah. But the truck driver stopped at the rest stop, Mm -hmm. got out of his truck, and when he came back, truck was gone. They just outright stole the truck. Yeah. And I don't think they actually knew what was on the truck. They just knew they were stealing a truck. Oh. Because it was an unmarked truck. So it could have been beer. It could have been car parts. It could have been. Yeah, it was just straight up cargo theft. And and they would just sort it out (laughs) once they get it back to wherever it was going. Oops. But they stole 26 pallets of Brewdog beer. Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, This was back in March. So this was also right on the cusp. That could have could have very easily, uh, you know, gone on the black market. Right. Got a good price for it. Could have gone on the black market. Or if the person did know what they were stealing, mm-hmm. they just stocked up for the rest right. of the year. <laughs> <laughs> just put it in the basement. We'll be yeah. fine. Just 26 pallets of brew dog in the basement. <laughs> and that'll last us for the pandemic. <laughs> Man, that's a lot of beer. Yeah. But uh, they just stole it outright. Just outright stole the truck. I was looking for some sort of follow-up or anything mm-hmm. and couldn't find it oh no arrests as far as i can tell no arrests have been made really just need to start looking at people's recycle bins right and see which one is just <laughs> chock full of brew dog cans <laughs> who's got the most punk ipa right that's all it takes <laughs> this is all punk ipa <laughs> you're on a list mister <laughs> it's been like this for three months yeah not a single change <laughs> so yeah uh similarly though Back in 2016, mm-hmm. 79,000 bottles of Sweetwater were stolen. Somebody stole from Sweetwater? Yeah. Say that three times fast. And they stole straight from Sweetwater. Like straight from the facility. Yeah, this is a yeah, this is a heist heist. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shit that happened with BrewDog, that was just somebody jumping in a truck and taking off. Right, that's just a, a carjacking that got yeah. real expensive real quick. Yeah, this is heist heist. So June 21st, 2016, mm-hmm. between the hours of 4 a.m. and 9 a.m. Okay. Yeah. Somebody, well, because the, their third shift ended at 4 a.m. Okay. And there was nobody around the facility in, in Atlanta. That seems really weird that nobody would be there before 9 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> that just seems, that boggles my mind. Yeah. <laughs> what, it, I mean, it wasn't discovered until 9 o'clock. All right, all right, I'll give you that. So there might have been people there earlier. It's just nobody realized... And what had happened mm-hmm. was that between that time period, somebody had 
taken their 18-wheeler cab yeah. and hooked it up to a trailer <laughs> and drove off with one trailer. Okay. And then drove off with another trailer. They came back. They either came back or they used two trucks. Oh, that's awesome. Because they took two trailers worth <laughs> of a Sweetwater beer. <laughs> or maybe they just doubled the trailers. Right. You know, trained, you know, trained them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And they took off with 79,000 bottles or 40 pallets worth of beer. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, I was able to find a more distinct timeline on this. Mm-hmm. So noon that day. Okay. They used the GPS on the trailers mm-hmm. to you to find the trailers. Okay. So by 3 p.m., they found both of the trailers, and they were, like, abandoned in weird places. I assume they, they had already been stripped of their cargo. Yes, they were empty. Okay. <laughs> so they found abandoned trailers. By 5 p.m., they found 10 of those pallets, and they were in a nearby warehouse to where one of the trailers was found. Oh, so they kind of tried to stash stuff. Right, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so they, they were able to stash at least 10 pallets of it. And then, you know, because of the GPS back and forth, they were, they were able to find where the trailers had been going. Oh, okay. 622, the next day, mm-hmm. there was a call-in report of a man trying to sell uh, just sweet water on the street. <laughs> 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 like... So this is some guy went to a woman and tried to sell her sweet water just on the street. <laughs> and she said, hey, that's fishy. I'm you know, sorry. Call the police. It's so stupid. <laughs> I know. It is so it is so dumb. It makes no sense. <laughs> uh, but they, they, they found the only like report they could put together of this guy was that he was driving a yellow 18 wheeler cab. Okay. And they had a photo of his cab, like driving away from the incident, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like on a traffic cam. Yeah. Uh, 623, they found all the other beer pretty much. Oh, like right. they found the rest of the 30 pallets, mm-hmm. give or take. Obviously I, somebody was trying to sell it on the street. Sell it and celebrate. And <laughs> right. Whatnot. Some people took some, but yeah, they found the rest of the beer. Uh, unfortunately, though, all of that beer had to be destroyed. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you can't guarantee its quality. Right. It was taken by criminals. You don't know what criminals were doing. Right. You just got to <laughs> eliminate it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, they that story, too, though, has no follow-up. Nobody got arrested. Nobody got, you know. Right. I cannot find I cannot find a follow up on that. Interesting. I, I'm curious if there ever was. So Sweetwater, get at us. Let us know. Or somebody who knows the story. Uh, like in the process of reading it, though, like I was reading that Atlanta is apparently number five in the nation as far as cargo theft goes. Really? Which is why I guess there's roving bands of 18 wheeler cabs just picking up trailers <laughs> oh, and taking shit. off. Like, that's bold as fuck to drive onto somebody's property. Yeah, just hook it up and go. Right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, I mean, but I guess that kind of makes sense that they would be top five. I mean, it's a big-ass city. Yeah. And they're kind of a kind of a hub between the southeast and the right. north. Yeah. You know. They're the gateway to the south or whatever. Uh, that, and you, you've got Atlanta Airport there. Yeah. All sorts of cargo is going to be coming in through there. Yeah. The only thing they don't have is a seaside port, so. <laughs> right. Well, Sherman tried. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <He'll> get you. <laughs> tried, 
tried to just eliminate Atlanta so they can rebuild near the coast. <laughs> Uh, uh, fire takes, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's some good history. From the winning side, you jerk off. That's right. Uh, yeah, it, it's interesting, though. I have put together a conspiracy theory. I'm here for it. If you want me to go off on a little bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, was that a Jesse the Body Ventura? No, Jesse is a little bit deeper, and he's got the... Uh, Minnesota action. Ah, okay. Alex Jones is the one he gets angry because the frogs have been turned gay by the chemicals in the water. <laughs> Silly me. <laughs> Gotta get your conspiracy theory people right. Or. <laughs> My conspiracy theory is, mm-hmm. and I'm not alleging anything and I'm not accusing anybody, but, but say you made a really big batch of beer mm-hmm. and that really big batch of beer was also bad. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now you can take the loss on that really big batch of beer that's bad. Mm-hmm. Or somebody could steal that beer. Quote unquote. Quote unquote. And then it can be recovered or lost. Hmm. But either way, you can file insurance claims on it. Yes. Not that you're accusing anybody of anything. Not saying anybody has done this. No, and we have no evidence to say that. Nothing. But the complete lack of follow-up. Hmm. <laughs> where there's no arrests that I know of. Right. Because, again, I can just be working with incomplete information. Which I assume is correct. Yeah. <laughs> You're but working it, with incomplete information. But if I was an unscrupulous person, which I am. <laughs> not saying that they are. Not saying they are, but I am. Oh, no, there's I, no doubt about that. <laughs> and if I wanted to avoid taking a hit on my books, <laughs> I would totally hire dummies from the area. <laughs> and see, that's how that's that's why that one story sticks out. Okay. That, that one report. Yeah. Because what you do is you hire somebody... Yeah, a contractor to say, hey, I have something that needs taken care of. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they do it themselves or they subcontract that to somebody who owns a cab. Well, then that cab driver keeps a little for themselves. A little payment. Right. And then tries to make extra money on that. Yeah. By selling it on the streets. But they're a dum-dum. Because they, they wouldn't have known. You know, yeah. They may not have known what they were stealing, why they were stealing and anything like that. But they're also just unscrupulous themselves. They gotta get there. They're so, a little extra, extra. Right. So they're already getting paid for doing crime, mm-hmm. but then they're gonna try to make a little extra, extra and sell beer on the streets like an idiot when everybody's looking for 70,000 bottles, <laughs> 80,000 bottles of beer. Of that brand of beer. I like that conspiracy theory. It's a good conspiracy theory. It is. And we're not accusing anybody. No. We are not saying that that is what happened. We are not saying, we're not even suggesting that. But if I. (laughs) But that is a good conspiracy theory. (laughs) But if I was in a situation where I needed to get rid of some beer, but not take the financial hit. mm. (laughs) You'd put a pin in it. Yeah. Uh, The final story, though, has an ending. Okay, good. And it's also not a conspiracy theory, but it very much ties into some of the things we've been talking about already. Okay. Uh, but th- I, I bring this one up because it was basically the greatest beer heist I could find. All right. And it's also known as the Great Sydney Beer Heist. Sydney as in Australia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. 
So, I see where this is going. Well, yeah, there's going to be a little bit. All right, well, all just right. a little bit, but not too much. So uh, between the uh, in 1999, uh, a fellow by the name of Philip Elo. Elo? I don't know. Elo. Phil. It's a stupid. Yeah. It's Phil. This, this guy named Phil. He. Uh, <laughs> it's, was, it's much much easier. Just Phil. Yeah. Him and his assistant, William Casser. Bill. Bill. Phil and Bill. Yeah. Phil and Bill. <laughs> They were both arrested for stealing in excess of $1.2 million in beer. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Now, this wasn't all at once, but it was over the course of prob- probably a year, if not more. Say, which one was the bandit? Which one was the snowman? Uh, they were just both in the truck together. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so which one was snowman? Which one was Flash? Uh, I, I would say Casser's probably Flash. He was the assistant. So. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, so these two guys, they're, uh, they were contract truck drivers, mm-hmm. and Phil was the cab owner, so he was the main guy in charge. But they were working for a company called Linfox. Okay. And Linfox was the distributor for Carlton and United Brands in Australia. Okay. And so there's, there's just a number of beer brands that they dealt with, including mm-hmm. they were also... Uh, I don't know if they were at the time, but they currently are like the Corona arm. Okay. And the Strongbow arm in Australia. Oh, all right. Okay. So, so they, they, they have a bit of a, you know, a solid reputation to be able to represent those brands. Right. They, and they have a big portfolio mm-hmm. is basically what it is. So they're dealing in a lot of beer. Yes. Uh, what Phil's scheme, though, was <laughs> is he would pay dock workers mm-hmm. to not uh, check off certain pallets going on the truck. Okay. And so he would go, he would leave the dock with more product than was on the manifest. Okay. So the manifest says it's got 45 pallets, but in actuality, he's got 50. Right. Okay. And then he would take those pallets and turn them around at bottle shops. Mm. And he would undersell them for what they were being sold by the company. Okay. And then he would take that profit. Aha. A simple yet devilish scheme. Pretty easy. Yeah. And Dum Dum oh, no. only gets caught because he can't keep his mouth shut about it. He goes around bragging. Yeah, <laughs> the folly of many a man. Yeah, he goes around bragging. Uh, one point, he had a security guard at the facility helping him get these pallets out. And not only was he bragging to people about how much he was making off this grift, mm-hmm. but he also wound up threatening the security guard. That's, for no longer wanting to help him. That is the dumbest thing you could do. Yeah. Beyond already trying to grift right. <laughs> a well, major corporation. Well, that's the dumbest thing. Well, that's the second dumbest thing because then the dumbest thing he did was also threaten that security guard's family and children. So, Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, he uh, already deserved everything that was coming to him, but now he really deserved everything that was right. coming to him. So uh, eventually, because of all these things, they hire an undercover cop to come work at that facility. How many people did they have in this operation? Well, I th- I don't know because in the in the grift operation, it seemed like it was just three people. It okay. was Phil, Bill, and then Phil's wife. Okay, seemed to be in on it, and, and then the security guard was in out. All right, we'll say her name was Jill. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so they bring in this un- undercover cop. Mm-hmm. And during the period of the time that the undercover cop is working the docks, Dum Dum Phil <laughs> goes to express the fact that with his grift, 
because what he would do is he would pay the undercover cop mm-hmm. to let these pallets on, you know, let the product on. Yeah. So he would give him a little bit of cash to look the other way. Mm-hmm. Fudge the ledger. Right. Because, hey, it's a new guy. I can trick him into, you know, wanting to get extra money. Yeah. Uh, but he also would go on to brag that he had made $170,000 on this grift. Like profit, just straight profit. He got all them dollary dues. <laughs> He's just going to help himself, bragging to people. Bragging to everybody. Just bragging to everybody, but his dollary dues. Folly of many a man. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he was arrested. Good. <laughs> Good. He went to jail. <laughs> and then he got sued. <laughs> oh. Oh, then they started working him over. Yeah. He, he, uh, Phil and Bill took basically what looks like a plea bargain mm-hmm. to me. Cause like I said, they were charged, they, you know, $1.2 million in product had been stolen over the course of a year it's or like so. Grand, grand, grand larceny. Yeah. So it, it looks like they took a plea deal in which they admitted guilt to $9,990, which probably puts them just below. Yep. Like that's below 10,000. So in, I guess in Australian rules court, there's <laughs> like, I don't know, some law that would have put that as a major felony or court. I still yeah. assume that there's a referee in the corner with a giant white hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no shirt sleeves. Yeah. So they took that plea deal and spent some time in jail and, but then the company they were working for sued their asses off. Good. <laughs> and took, like, they were seeking and recovered something like $400,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was bragging about the dollary dues he made, but then that company really made their dollary dues <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah. You could say they got him out of pouch. Ah. <laughs> That's actually really good. Well, yeah. <laughs> I actually really like that. <laughs> Oh, poor Phil and Bill. I hope Jill's doing all right. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, that that you know, it, that is how the grift works. And I've I read a couple other stories. Like there was another guy who did basically the same thing in Australia, mm-hmm. but then the heist wasn't that big. Oh, more much more localized kind of right. thing. It's a couple thousand, and then like even somebody in uh, I believe Texas recently got arrested for doing something very similar, but they were working at the bottle shop and selling for cheaper. Oh, they were kind of selling it out the back door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they okay. they they took they took the bottle shop they were working at for about twenty five thousand. That's still not nothing. That's not nothing, and that bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's jail time right there. Oh yeah, that's a lot of jail time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially in Texas. Yeah, you might get executed for that shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Texas, you're something else. Yeah, but yeah, those were the great beer mysteries. Hmm. Yeah. So if there's any breweries out there that has any great beer mysteries you want to let us know, right? hit us up. Yeah, I, I was trying to find something like more mysterious, but like I was coming up with like mystery gift box. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's no. like, mm. and then there's a, there's a beer, I believe, called Unsolved Mysteries. That's fine. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say like, the only, and the only beer box we need to worry about is First Sip. That's the only one that we subscribe to here on the show. Yeah. 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 Give not, Dennis money. Not to vor anymore. <laughs> Dennis needs to keep his lights on. <laughs> Please and thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, those were interesting. And then obviously I came up with my own conspiracy theory mm-hmm. because I have 
time? I have time and a <laughs> real shitty brain. <laughs> Not that we're accusing anybody of anything. No, I just no, I just have a shitty brain. But that, it that, kinda makes sense. That I I can get into conspiracy theories and I can create my own. Mm-hmm. And I needed my brain needed to explain why no one's been arrested. I mean, that all seems reasonable, right? It all it all seems very plausible. Not that we're accusing anybody of anything, but it all seems plausible. And you don't understand that Hillary's running the same scam out of Haiti as far as organs go and children. Oh no! <laughs> I don't want to go down that path. No, I'm an American. God damn it! Oh, <laughs> all right. I'm I'm hosting this this episode, so I can just say we're done. Yeah, but you're not editing it. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> just gonna patch stuff together from earlier episodes. Just like record another whole half hour in my house by myself. <laughs> I'll listen on Friday as I should. As you should. Like, what is all this? I don't remember this. This didn't happen in my house. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this isn't about beer at all. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of beer, uh, have you warmed up to this at all now that it has warmed up a little bit? No. Okay. Well, I still like it. Okay. The, uh, I, I think it's got a, a good combination of the pineapple and the cake. Mm-hmm. I think there is a good level of cake there. So that's what I'm saying. I like it. Okay. If, if you like this sort of thing, give it a rip. See what happens. Okay. That's all I'm going to say because... That's all I have to say. So that's all you have to say. I I don't know if I'm letting the audience down right now. Why? By refusing a treat. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I'm like usually number one A plus Ichiban fucking proponent of pastry stouts and grossness and it just That's okay. This ain't it, fam. That's all right, as the youths would say. That's okay. We're still friends. Okay. Let's get another beer going from the Beer Mystery Fridge of Mystery. Yeah. In segment three, we'll we'll be right back. Right back. Or will we? No, we will. No, we will. Yeah, we totally will. We'll be right back. Welcome back, you listeners. No, we're not doing that. I I didn't know if we were doing an improv game. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not going to come over and touch your shoulder and then you have to start. Okay. And I'm not going to say we're in a coffee shop and I want to order an automobile. No, we're not doing that. Can we do the alphabet game though? (laughs) No. All right, good. That was a test. Uh, uh, Improv sucks. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a good skill to have. Hmm. Yeah, I guess for podcasting. Yeah, it's a good skill to have, but I don't know if you want to make a career out of it. No. no. Unless you're like 1% of the 1%. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you're a trust fund kid, you can make a career out of anything. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But we're not going to get into that because we're not trust fund kids. Fuck no, I'm poor as hell. So we're going to talk beer instead. I can't afford improv classes. (laughs) I can only afford a couple cans of beer a month. He just stands in the beer aisle and riffs with people. That's right. (laughs) We're in a coffee shop. No, this is a JR, sir. <laughs> and we've asked you yet again to leave, please. That's why I always got to make loops. That's why it's always like Creekside, then JR's, then Vintage, oh, see, then House of Brews, then Market District. I got to just make loops till I'm, you know, not 
persona non grata for my improving. You're you're forgettable enough that you're not there for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You come back, people don't quite remember you. Right. Yeah. Until the improv starts, and then it all comes <laughs> flooding back. Till I start asking for scenarios, <laughs> and it's uh, 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 get out. <laughs> We've heard this before, sir. <laughs> Did you read the sign? But in the meantime, because we still got hot mics. Yeah. It's time to get into the mystery fridge. Of mystery. Of mystery. Post-production, maybe. Robert Stack. Patch him together with something. God, he was so fucking funny in basketball. You know how how long it's been since I've watched basketball? I don't know. Do you know how long it's been since I've watched basketball? Decades. Two weeks. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Well, my answer is still decades. (laughs) I found it on UK Netflix. Wait, why did you know what? VPN. All right. All right. I, okay. I don't want the government tracking my. <laughs> All right. Well, you've got a beer in hand now. Nord VPN. <laughs> Please talk about the beer. <laughs> okay. Ooh. What is this? This one's nice. All right. It's double nice because one, mm-hmm. it'll bring, bring me at least back to my center. All right. To my safe zone. Well, all right. Okay. I think I already have a hunch what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, but also, it, the name would have been really appropriate for the last segment. Okay. But that's not how the mystery fridge works. So uh, the name, though, is yeah. Modern Crimes. Oh, yeah. 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 And it, it is a toasted coconut porter. Ooh. And this is coming to us from Saucy Brew Works out of the Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. This also probably would have worked segment one because we talked Ohio. We did. So, but again, what? that's not how the mystery fridge works. Nobody knows how it works. It's a mystery. It's a cruel mystery. <laughs> uh, this is, though, an ale brewed with coffee, vanilla, and coconut. I like all of those things. 6.3 on the Alkies. And nothing on the IBUs, as far as Untapped is saying. I assume it's low. Right. Doesn't count. It's a porter. That was a bit. <laughs> it's a porter. It's a porter. Stop trying to make it something it's not. Not supposed to be. Right. Well, I'm just saying some styles, milkshake IPA, just understand that it doesn't matter. <laughs> some styles are not IBU dependent. <laughs> right. Right. Case in point. Yes. All right. Let's crack this bad boy open. Okie yeah. dokie. Because we, we have had uh, fairly light beers so far in terms of, you know, we haven't had we haven't had a porter style yet. We need that. Right. Also, it's just more treats. Uh, yeah, pretty all much. treats. It, all it, day. Yeah, the I'll say that the uh, the fridge has treated us well. Ah, yes. All right, we got saucy in our glasses. And, yes, uh, this is a good looking beer. Yes, it looks like a nice, a dark, dark porter. It does. On the nose, it smells really good too. It's got that good coconut to it. Yeah, a little bit of an extra sweetness to it as well. Yeah, there's yeah, it's a pretty sweet coconut smell. Mm-hmm. It almost well, I mean, it's a, you said that there was vanilla involved in this, didn't you? Opposedly, yes. Uh, ale brewed with coffee, vanilla, and coconut that adds up. Yeah. So I, I think there is a a decent amount of vanilla that I'm picking up on the nose as well. I'm not getting a whole lot of uh, coffee though. Nor am I. Nor am I. But that might uh, that might be in the taste. Who knows? Right. Mm, yum. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, okay. Still not getting a lot of coffee. I'm not either. There is a bit of a, a bitterness there. Yeah, there's a bitterness to it, but that could just be attributed to it being a porter. So e- Exactly, exactly. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's a hop bitterness. I, I, I'm not going to subscribe to that one. So it's not quite hop. It's not quite coffee. I think it might just be just its porterness. Yeah. There is a nice little coconutty. Mm-hmm. Like it's a coconutty peak, as I would say. 
because it starts off like a porter, and then there's a sweet coconutty, coconut, whatever. Coconutty? Yeah. There's a sweet peak of coconut in there, and then it tapers back off to just like a regular bitter porter. Yeah. I think it's good. Same. Yeah. I think this is winter. Good job, Saucy. Yes. Yes. Good job. Yes. All right. It's segment three. You know what it's time for? Something silly. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We're bringing back a game we haven't done in quite a while. Okay. Uh, this is a, a fan favorite. Sure. <laughs> Wait, listen, I'm a fan of the show and I like it. So <laughs> I like it too. And then I would say, I think also Katie likes it. Yes. yes. So that's three. Uh, and this is a game called Nobody Asked You. Yeah. And what this game is, this is where we scour the internets, the social media, and the whatnots of questions that people have asked on beer forums and beer social media and things like that. Just they, they ask to the general public, and we steal those, and we give our own answers. Yes. I think that's a pretty succinct subscription. Yep, because nobody subscri- asked us, so we, but we're going to answer it anyway. That is correct. We're going to answer it anyways. The first question comes from the Beer Advocate Forum, uh, and this is from user Plaid75. I assume they're Scottish. Could be. Or they're a Spaceballs. Or a hipster. Or or all three. We don't know. <laughs> we are not here to judge. But Plaid75's question is, has the pandemic altered your choice of styles and brands? Ah. I found that to be a very interesting question. It's a little bit silly to lump styles and brands together. It is, but that is the question. Yeah. I think it's a two-parter. Yeah. Okay, it's a two-parter. <laughs> Take it that way. Uh, brands, I would say, and this probably goes for everybody, but I would say I try to focus a little more local mm-hmm. and if not local, at least smaller brewery that I know. Like we have this saucy here. It's not local, local, but they are smaller than mm-hmm. a Sweetwater or a Sierra a, Nevada yeah, or a new Belgium Oscar blues. Right, right. And definitely not a platform. (laughs) We won't talk about them. (laughs) They're dead to us. Uh, Look what you did to my boy. (laughs) My boy. Look what you did to my boy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I would say I try to focus a little more local. As far as styles, no. Oh, okay. Uh, So I'll answer that as well because I like to participate. Uh, in terms of brand, I completely agree that I kind of turned a little more local, not necessarily hyper local, but definitely kept it here in Pittsburgh for the most part, uh, just to, to help and support all the local businesses and breweries. I mean, that's that's fairly, fairly across the board. I think a lot of craft beer folks, that's what we did was we made sure that our, our neighborhood places and our city places were kept alive. Yeah. Uh, in terms of styles. I, I will say that there was a little bit of a shift for me in that I did go more for the dessert time stuff mm. because, and, and this was a little bit more earlier on when things were a lot more fluid, I guess you could say, where there was a, a level of uncertainty. We didn't fully understand and didn't comprehend what all was going on. Okay. And so for me, uh, having the desserty stuff was a bit of a comfort level. Yeah. You know, that that nice little, cool little hug in a mug. I get you. Yeah. No, I, I, I get you. And that's basically why I said no to that answer. Okay. 
It's because I already buy all that shit. Oh. <laughs> I already drink like I'm constantly having an anxiety attack, I guess. <laughs> Holy shit, Steve. That was, that's way more profound than I think you ever thought it was going to be. No, that, that's exactly oh, shit. as profound as I thought it would be. Oh, shit. It's like I already drink at that level. It, like I drink high ABV, high octane, mm-hmm. goose you up shit already. And, well, I don't drink like I don't drink it all the time every day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I want a treat, I want a treat. You're gonna get one. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I definitely went down that path. Now now for me, now that things have kind of <sighs> new normal. <laughs> the hyper normalization of living in a pandemic. Yes, yes. I I will say that I have kind of shifted again. That I am kind of going towards a lot of the the easy drinkers. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of your your coaches. Yeah, a lot of your your loggers. You know, lighter stuff. Uh, half of Eisen's things like that. Yeah. You know, just uh, just after work beers kind of thing. Right. Or grass cutters. Right. I, I think I I have kind of turned to those a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. So yeah, yeah, and that part of that might simply because it's ninety-five degrees out. Right. There's that too. And, yeah. So I, I think a little of that comes hand in hand. Yeah. It's also hot. Yes. So are you ready for your next question? Yes. Okay. So this is another one from uh, from Beer Advocate Forum. This comes from C Miller, forty-six, forty-two. Uh huh. Or C Miller. I don't know how it's pronounced. Camiller? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Chameleonaire. Ah, <laughs> oh, we're back to talking hip-hop again. <laughs> uh, their question is, what are some breweries that you used to like but now avoid? Used to like but now avoid. You know, I don't really have a brewery that, like, I just stopped liking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll still go back to a Bell's Too Hearted any day, all day. Mm-hmm. It's good fuck beer. It's true. So, like, there's there's very few breweries that I'm like, ick, ew. It's just I prefer other ones more mm-hmm. is all it is. I, I think I'm kind of in the same boat, but for me, it's a lot of the large regionals yeah. or national crafts. Yeah. They, they are just not getting my love because, well, like we talked about right now, I'm trying to make sure that, you know, the local guys and gals are taken care right. of first. And I'm sorry, Oscar Blues, but you're just you're just not gonna get my my money for your 1050 right now. Yeah, but even with this caveat of the pandemic removed, mm-hmm. we've both stopped drinking those things, mostly for the fact that they don't cater to us as well as the locals do. Yes, yeah, that that is completely correct. Yeah. Now, if somebody handed me one, absolutely, I'll drink. Yeah, they're it. not gonna. Yeah, we're not going to turn it down. I'll say, okay, so I think the last new Belgium I bought mm-hmm. was, uh, it was like a, their Oak Spire Triple. Okay. Because I'm really into Belgians. And right. <laughs> an Oak Spire Triple hits all the notes of <laughs> Oak <laughs> aged Belgian Triple high octane goose up. Yes. <laughs> so it hit all the notes of things I like. And I was like, oh, I'll try that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I find those larger scale breweries, they brew the same way that McDonald's makes sandwiches. Explain and, yourself. And, and just how general how food is in when it's available at a re, uh, available at a big restaurant or a box store or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
It's v- not bland, but it does not take any chances. I see what you're saying. It's it, they're fairly safe. Yes. Yeah. If you if you buy like a pad thai from Lean Cuisine, mm-hmm. it's not spicy in any way. No, it, it is, has. It is not past a two. Yeah, it has to. It has to appeal to both people who somewhat enjoy Asian food and Asian cuisine and also has to appeal to Nebraska. Okay, I, I think you're saying... It, so I, I, the way I would describe it is spicy food from not, not Pad Thai, right. but you're like a Burger King spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah, that's not spicy. Not at all. It's, yeah. It would be spicy for a lot of people who don't have you know, a, a fortified palate. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who's been drinking or somebody who's been eating a lot of hot food, it doesn't, you know, barely yeah. moves the needle. Right. And that's the way these regional beers are is, yeah, it's still better than macro, but I'm really looking for something to goose me up. You know, the, again, the perfect spicy analog is we're talking the Habanero Atomic Pumpkin mm-hmm. by New Belgium. It's kind of spicy. Right. It's kind of, but I can find way spicier beers out yes. there. Yes, if I, if that's what I'm hunting for. Yeah, you can get it. Yeah, yeah. the uh, for example the the 10W40 Mexican hot chocolate that's, that's made with Carolina Reaper. That's good beer. Yeah, that's a very good beer, <laughs> and you can definitely taste the spice on it. Yes, but yeah, it, it's just yeah, it, regional stuff does not cater to us as well as le- local does. So, Fair. Yeah. No, I, I I agree with that assessment. I don't really think I have anything else to add to that. I, th- I think you pretty much nailed it. Okay, well, why don't you answer the first question, or answer the next question first? Okay, the next question is, and this comes from uh, Beer Advocate Forum. I hit them heavy this time around. From Beer underscore Beer. Oh, okay, yes. Beer Beer. Thanks, Beer Beer. Yes. Uh, (laughs) They ask, do you hunt high and low for your beer? For me, do I hunt high and low? Not necessarily. Uh, And part of that is, number one, social media. I already know what I would be looking for in the first place. And chances are, if it's something I want, I know where to get it in terms of either the brewery itself or the distributors that would carry it. So I don't necessarily hunt high and low because I already know where to go get it. Uh, if it is a, a, you know, a, a, a beer or a brewery that I don't necessarily follow, but I still want to find it. If I come across it, great. If I don't, I don't really go, I don't search for it. I don't need to because there's so many other good beers out there that I want to try anyways. Yeah. So not really is my answer. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with that as well. I th- there's very few times I get fixated on like a beer that I have to find. Mm-hmm. And I can't really even name any off the top of my head <laughs> at the moment. It's just it's probably the Southern Tier Creme Brulee. Okay. I'll go on a search for. I try to have at least one of those a year. That's you know, that's a birthday beer. That's my little treat for myself. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I actually like walking into a store not knowing what the hell I want. Sometimes you surprise yourself. Yeah, just discovering. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Vintage Estates is a p- perfect place for that. You can spend an hour in there. Oh, Easy. I have. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not even buying food. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not even buying food. That's just walking in and just going, what do we have today? Yes. You know, who have they brought in now? Let's work, let's work through the shelves in the list. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, and I, I just I just enjoy adventure. <laughs> yeah, and I think there is there is a large appeal to that of deliberately not knowing what you're going to get. Just know I'm going to the beer store and getting something. Right. Yeah, it, it, and that's knowing uh, that's knowing your styles that you enjoy and flavors that you enjoy. Yeah. You know, if you know those things, then you're just open to taking from whatever brewery. Yeah. Is trying to match to your palate. And typically at that point in time, you kind of already know what breweries you want to try. That too. You know, either you've had them before or you've heard good things about them before. Right. Or something. So, yeah, you're, you kind of you already have an idea. But if you're an experienced drinker, okay. I, could see, I could see if you're not very adventurous and you haven't figured out your palate that you would spend a lot of time searching for specific beers. Mm-hmm. But, right. Yeah. Now, it, it, a slight counterpoint to that. If you've got a mix of six... There's always one or two slots of just a wild card beer. It's usually wild card cider for me, actually. Really? Yeah, I yeah. like a, I like a cider. I mean, I I, I like, like a, a cider boy. Well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? Communists. That's who. <laughs> All right. Next question. This is from Reddit. Uh huh. I'm sure you've heard of it. Uh, this is come. This comes from uh, username deleted. They deleted their name. Okay. So great. I don't know who it is. Uh, their question is, do you have a preferred order when drinking several beers? Uh, I found that to be a very interesting question. Yes. I kind of do too. Yeah, I do. I can't, I can't lay out every permutation. No, but, (laughs) but I would say generally, if I know that I'm going to be drinking wheat, wheat will go first. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're they're usually the lightest ones, mm-hmm. and their their flavor profile is less likely to burn you out, whereas IPAs and stouts, and especially bourbon barrel stouts, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I would almost always end a night if there's bourbon barrel whatever on the menu, whether it be stout or barley wine, mm-hmm. that's got to go last. <laughs> I find that very interesting. Smoked beer's got to go last. This because your palate's already destroyed. <laughs> so if your if your palate's already destroyed, then very few things are going to cut through. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm actually the exact opposite. I, I've got I go in heavy first. Mm. You know what? Whatever that you know. For example, the Roush beer, your smoked beer, or or if you have a big barrel aged beer. For me, I want that first, uh, simply because at that point the palate. Nothing has happened to it. It's coming in fresh. Okay. And I want to. I want to kind of enjoy the most of it. The most of it. That's not a phrase. <laughs> I want to enjoy it as best as I can. Okay. You know, fresh as a daisy. Right. So those big complex beers, I want those first, and then I'll kind of walk myself back, and probably end with a wheat beer because number one, you get to a point where they're all kind of the same. Okay, yeah, I, I I get where you're coming and from, and I know what I I kind of know what's gonna happen with them. Yeah. and if I'm if I'm working my way through a six pack in an evening, I'm probably not gonna care. Yeah. So unless there is a a wheat beer that I specifically bought or want or need, yeah, I can wait towards the back okay. and still be able to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I get you because usually like they're they're not too too different from each other. No, unless it's something subtle like a honey wheat. Yes. Honey is a, that's often a very subtle flavor in beer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could see putting those up front first, but otherwise, yeah, if it's just like a raspberry wheat, 
it, yeah. everybody's had that. Nobody's like right. you're not breaking new ground with that. <laughs> yeah, nobody's reinventing the wheel with no. those. Not so. saying they're bad beers. They're excellent. No, no, no. Beers. I really like those. But eh, let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes that actually makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, do what you want. <laughs> and you do what you want. <laughs> yeah, and you at home do what you want. <laughs> we don't care. care. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. I'm not your boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. We're going back to uh, the beer advocate forum here. Uh, this is a very subjective question. As all questions are with beer. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But I found this one to be a the, bit the only, more Nope, never mind. I was going to say, the only non-subjective question is how much does that cost? But you know what? That actually varies state to state. Yeah, so exactly. Still subjective. <laughs> Doesn't matter. The revenueers are going to have a say in that no matter what. Yeah, go on. <laughs> the question comes from... Dreheim? Dreheim? I don't know. Dre, Dr. Aheim or something like that. Oh, yeah. Dr. Aheim sounds right. <laughs> it's Dr. Aheim now. Uh, their question is, what beer, in your opinion, is the most beautiful beer? Most beautiful beer. Visually appealing beer. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Damn. I, that's a very good question. Yeah. Hmm. 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 And I'll kind of venture into this a little bit while you're talking. Yeah. If you if you got something, go ahead. Because there, I have two schools of thought. Is is it the beer just by itself, or is it the beer when you associate it with something else? Man, I. And that's the other thing is is it aesthetics of packaging paired with the beer. I assuming it is the beer itself poured into a proper glass, right, in a proper manner, right. That's that's the way I am interpreting this question. Not the artwork, yeah. Not anything like that, but the beer itself in a proper glass, properly poured, yeah. Then I am gonna have to go back to things like the uh, Rosetta by Omegong, okay, uh, and the Castile Rouge. Mm. Those are really deeply, richly red mm-hmm. colored beers. And they probably border on lambics, really, if you yeah. want to <laughs> break it down. But <laughs> yeah, those deep red colors, but they have very good clarity to them. Mm-hmm. And so I like I like beers with a lot of clarity, despite the fact that I also love stouts. <laughs> but let's face it, stouts, are, they're all mud in a mug. They are. Like, they all look the same for the most part. Mm-hmm. The only interesting beer like in the past couple years that was a dark beer that was interesting to me was the Dewclaw Dirty Little Freak because that had a pretty interesting purple tinge to it if you bent the light just right. Okay. All right. But it still wasn't that great looking. It was just like, oh, that's a weird effect that Mm, it had. It's sort of neat and then moved on. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the Castile Rouge is, that's pretty picturesque just looking at it. Mm -hmm. And it does that through you know fruited methods but it's not like those slushies that are coming from imprint or 450 north Mm -hmm. that it just like oh we put like whipped up fruit puree in there yeah like that's cheating (laughs) (laughs) a little bit a little bit a little cheating uh for me i'm going in a completely different direction uh i am actually going to go with a specific beer here i think i got a good one uh for me at least it's the goggle fogger by fatheads Mm mm-hmm uh, because that is a nice classic wheat beer, nice half of eisen, 
number one, it's a fantastic beer for me. It's one of my top five beers of all time. Yeah. But to me, it's a very classic look. Yeah. And it's got that nice white fluffy head on top. If if you showed a picture of that beer versus you know some some super crazy you know juice packed beer that you get from 450 North and you put them side by side and you say which one looks like a beer, the Hefeweizen is going to win every time. Yeah. And, and with that, I, I feel that since that's got that classic look, it's got that nice white fluffy head. I gotta go goggle fogger every time. That and it always comes with a good sandwich. <laughs> well, that's just <laughs> that's bonus for me. That's just bonus where you're buying them. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give another uh, kind of shout to, and it's down the same line. Okay, but you'll like this one, and it's the uh, the old red season desist. Yes, I like I like beers again. I like beers with clar- clarity, mm-hmm. and this has a good clarity on it. It also achieves a really nice red tinge, and it's a darker beer. That's I think you you've got a winner there. Yeah. So if you can like if you can pull all of those together, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you have to impress me so I can see through it, and then you have to impress me with a little extra color to it, and then you know if it's a darker beer, that's a plus too. I hmm. Old Red Season Assist is a really good looking beer, and it's just a good beer in general. Yeah, it's a good tasting beer. It's all around good beer. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. I'm willing to put that on the list. Okay. (laughs) All right. So I do have a bonus question. Uh Uh-huh. Not beer related. All right. What do you you think of the uh, new Seattle hockey team? I'm into them. I am too. Yeah. As a a person, hey, back to dark drinks. (laughs) As a person of uh, great admiration of the uh, Kraken dark rum, Mm -hmm. boy, oh, boy, do I love Kraken dark rum. So side note, I saw that they are going to be the official... Rum of the Seattle Kraken. How could you not? <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's no way anybody sitting in that marketing department doesn't go, we have to have a stand every level. <laughs> right. Right. The Yeah, the C-level exec that got that one. Right. That's a layup. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's a free two points. That's a switch. <laughs> that's Shaq standing on a ladder. <laughs> If you don't fucking figure out that you need to sell Kraken rum at the Seattle Kraken games. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Fucking Dark and Stormy. Yes. Dude. Yes. Dark and Stormy's in hockey. I'm not turning on the pens. No, 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 no. Hey, everybody needs a Western Conference team. Yeah. I And I might have just switched mine from the Blackhawks to the Kraken. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Although I would say there was probably a brief period of time just because of Marco Andre, that I was a Golden Knights guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But now, sorry. Go Kraken. <laughs> Go Kraken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go Dark and Stormies. Yeah, exactly. I fully support that. Yeah. I, I was able to take a look at their their uh, their sweaters. They they, they, they look, look pretty really good. nice. They look pretty good. Yeah. It it all looks good, and it's not a team with a stupid shit name. <laughs> Because, <laughs> boy, can you really get close to some shitty team names. Yeah. The Winnipeg Jets, I understand. I get that one. That one's a bit of a legacy. I understand it's a legacy, but also suck. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets, oh. Like, there isn't already Jets. Right. And, and I don't know that Winnipeg, the city itself, is really known for their Jets. 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. Are think they it, an airport hub? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that's Utah Jazz territory. I'm like, oh, that's one. <laughs> yeah, that that's one that that bugs me. Yeah, New Orleans Jazz idiots. Thank you. <laughs> Not New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> I mean, we could turn them into the Utah Pelicans and take the Jazz back to New Orleans. That's fine. And I don't even care if there's Pelicans in Utah. <laughs> there's not Jazz in Utah. Exactly. So, <laughs> so nobody loses anything. Yeah, nobody loses. There. There's only a net gain of New Orleans gets to be the Jazz team now. Right. <laughs> Ugh. Oklahoma Thunder makes sense. Yeah, but there's they still belong back in Seattle. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Supersonics, they, they need to be back. Well, that's not, I can't make that decision. I know, I know. I, I'm just turning into a curmudgeon. That's fine. But just, yeah, again, back to the Kraken, though. Mm-hmm. The other plus side is they're not named after anything that already exists. They are a very unique name. Yeah, it's a unique, unique name. There's already too many Giants and too many Cardinals mm-hmm. and too many Jets. It's just, oh, we have something new. The yes. Kraken, and it's a sea monster, and that's awesome. Yes, in a sea town. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not You're in right. Omaha. Yeah, exactly. They're they're on the <laughs> they're on fucking bay. Yes, have, it makes sense. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that's why that's why it's hard to get into sports sometimes because they're just dumb. <laughs> Columbus Blue Jackets. See, I, I that one takes a little explanation, but I get it. Yeah, well, they shouldn't take any explanation. <laughs> is my point. <laughs> I don't give a shit about your history, Columbus. What What really blows me away is the Atlanta Flames. A really bad choice. Yeah. Thank you, General Sherman. Again. <laughs> good references. <laughs> Atlanta Flames, that's not a good pick. <laughs> I didn't get that one. I don't, I don't really get Calgary Flames either. Well, that's because they were moved from Atlanta. I know, but I'm just saying. It's just change it when you move. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't you just change it? Change it to something else. <laughs> Fucking Cleveland became the Ravens. They knew better. <laughs> Honestly, I think Baltimore Ravens is a good name. Yeah, no, that's pretty tight. Yeah, <laughs> there's plenty. There's plenty of fucking Ravens in our area. Mm-hmm. Like I got a, I don't know, I got some bad birds hanging around the area. Some bad birds. <laughs> yeah, they're misbehaving. Well, I think they were more going for the Edgar Allan Poe side. Well, of yeah, no, that also makes sense. But I'm just saying. It's not like they're not indigenous to our area yes. as well. <laughs> yes. And Washington football team is now the Washington, Washington football, football team. team, which I think is fantastic. That is funny. <laughs> we don't know. We're just going to play football. We have all these options and we're just the football team. Yeah. Now. yeah. We're going to show up on Sundays. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, you can't s- yell at us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we aren't anything. It would have been so much of a troll if they just would have called themselves the Washington soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd support that. Or the Washington baseball team. Just name yourself another sport. <laughs> like, Oh no, our team name is baseball team. <laughs> How are you not following this? How yeah. do you not get this? Why don't you get it? <laughs> We're the Washington baseball team and the nationals are the baseball team. <laughs> Don't make me explain this again. How many times I got to run through this? <laughs> uh, shit. All right. That's how you play. Nobody asked you. We kind of went a little off. It don't matter. It's all good. Let's talk about this saucy brew works. The modern crimes. Yeah. You, you, uh, you here for it? Yeah, I'm here for it. It's pretty tight. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good one. Yep. Yep. Uh, not a really sweet or anything like that. So no, no. And uh, considering the other two that we had, I think that's kind of a nice yeah. switch up. Yeah. This was still treats, but not uh, desserty time treats. It's yep. just uh, a little bit coconut. Yeah. A little bit. 
I liked it. Yeah. I guess we got to go to the podium, don't we? Sure. Uh, you I can do it. You go first. I can do it. <laughs> you go first. Bronze pineapple upside down cake by a strange roots. Okay. Uh, yep. I've explained why. Moving and on. Moving on. <laughs> Silver, I'm going to give to the modern crimes. Mm. It, it's it's fine. It's drinkable, and you know you could have a couple of them. It, ha- it the bil- the bitterness does build on it, mm-hmm. and like eventually your your tongue gets a little taken over by the bitterness on this. I don't think that's a fault in any way, but you're not really what we just got done talking about as far as like palate wrecking and mm-hmm. things like that. You're not really going to be able to drink much else after drinking this, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's it, you're going to have to descend deeper and darker. <laughs> is basically the go into the abyss. Yeah, this is the this is the entry to the abyss. <laughs> Abandon all hope, ye who enter. <laughs> and then after that, you have to go to you know barley wine and barrel age. <laughs> so not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but your choices are limited. Yes. You have chosen your path. Yeah. Whereas the vanilla whip, I'm going to give gold because I feel like everything's still wide open. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not refreshing, like we said, but it's just completely easy drinking and it's a little bit of sweetness, but it's not so disgustingly sweet that you won't want to drink anything else after it. Mm-hmm. And it's only six and a half percent. So you can have one of these and then move on to pretty much anything else you want. Yeah. The night's still wide open, even another vanilla whip. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm going to differ slightly. Uh, and I don't think any of these were bad beers at all. I, th- I enjoyed all three of them, and I would have them all again without question. Uh, but for me, I think I have to put the Modern Crimes by Saucy in a very, very tight third place. I liked it. I liked the combination of the uh, the porter, the coconut, and the vanilla. The coffee wasn't really there, though. Uh, I think that was a not necessarily. I'm not gonna say a detriment because that's not fair. Uh, it doesn't make the beer worse. It's just breaking run, one of the rules. Yes, and you can't say that there's flavors there when there's not flavors. There. Yeah. So if it, I'll say it was a very subtle flavor is the way I'll put it. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely drink it again. Uh, Steve is correct that this kind of will send you down a path. If you're trying to, you know, maintain a certain profile, you're going to be drinking dark beers the rest of the night. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You could do that. I support that. But I think that that kind of puts it in the the bronze medal position. In the silver medal position, uh, I got to go with the uh, I got to go with the uh, the cake beer, the pineapple upside down cake beer by Strange Roots. I like it. I enjoy it. Uh, it it is obviously a bit polarizing if you've listened to this episode up to this point. It's only polarizing for me, too, because I've looked at the untapped scores and most people love it. So I'm just in the minority, apparently. <laughs> You're just the problem. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it it is, I, I, I will give credit where credit is due. They went outside the box. I have never seen a cake beer like this before. So credit where credit is due. They tried it out. They put it out there into the public. Uh, it seems like the public, for the most part, enjoys it. I enjoy it. Um, but it is a bit of a, it, it is a 10 percenter. So this is a dangerous beer in that regard because you cannot taste that 10 percent whatsoever. Uh, it is masked very, very well. So if you have more than one of these, you might find yourself in a little bit of trouble. Uh, in the gold medal position, though, I got to go with the vanilla whip with two peas from Southern Tier uh, with their milkshake ale. I'm starting it right now. It's not an IPA. 
Right. It's not an IPA. Uh, so that's why uh, uh, I think that's part of why I like it, because it's not an IPA. It It's good. I enjoy it. Steve was absolutely correct that this leaves the rest of the evening or the drinking session or whatever it is wide open to anything and everything else. Uh, the Strange Roots and the Saucy, they both kind of they kind of stuck around a little bit. This did not. Uh, this kind of dissipated rather quickly, so you can kind of move on. I liked it. I enjoyed it. If I can find it, I'm probably going to get some more. Uh, so gold medal to the Southern Tier Vanilla Whip Milkshake Ale. Okie dokie. It's the winner for it today. It is. Congratulations. <laughs> you can pick up your check around the corner and up your butt. <laughs> well, I was going to say, wait, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, get confrontational. <laughs> no, I'm not going to get confrontational. Even, no. Even the winners are losers. <laughs> <laughs> no. That is not true. Silent Tear, don't listen to him. He don't know what he's saying. He's all goosed up. <laughs> he's all goosed up. Don't listen to him. He's no. out of his mind. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 two of the three beers tonight were pretty good. <laughs> I'll say three out of the three beers were pretty good. But yeah, the Vanilla Whip is, I mean, that's a fine drinker. I, I want to see more from this shake shop. I know... I think in past episodes that I have said that I'm kind of over the milkshake craze, but yeah, I thought this could have put a nice twist on it. Yeah, it, this is, I don't know, maybe just because it was more basic. It was just vanilla. Yeah, it didn't go super whammy-dime with pomegranate right. and mangoes and everything else in the world crammed yeah. in there. Yeah, it wasn't three fruits, vanilla, and a fucking tow truck, you know? right. <laughs> right. It was just vanilla, they and that kinda, was fine. Yeah, they kind of went the the kiss method. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe that's what I'm here for. But I also did have the orange dreamsicle as well, mm -hmm. and that was very good. So, uh, maybe I'm just attracted to the more basic styles as compared to some of the fucking craziness out there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't have to justify myself. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> But if you want to see more <laughs> weird takes from me, there you go. All you have to do is follow us on social media and search Hop Nation USA on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I will say that uh, most of my odd hot takes are left up to Twitter. <laughs> Instagram is just pictures, and so you just get pictures. <laughs> Occasionally a meme. <laughs> Usually good ones. Yeah. Oh, they're all good. Mm -hmm. I make all the memes. <laughs> I don't know how to meme. Nah, I'm sorry. <laughs> You need to learn how to Photoshop. Then you can meme. I don't need to use paint. It's fine. It's all the same. You can do that, too. <laughs> uh, if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher, like Stitcher Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, I don't know, whatever cast, Vanilla Cast. Yeah, Cake Cast. Saucy Cast. <laughs> <laughs> Saucy Cast would be an awesome platform to be on. <laughs> it would be. Saucy, get at us. Saucy cast. <laughs> if you're on any of those platforms, though, we'll leave a five-star review because... We are a six-whatever-the-hell sandwich that was in segment one show, but they only <laughs> let us use five. The Reigns sandwich. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that's a bigger crime than insurance fraud by having people <laughs> steal your beer <laughs> so you can dump it later. Potentially. Potentially. We're not saying that you did. Not even allegedly. <laughs> I'm just saying wild shit. Just out in, in general. Yeah, I'm uh, just saying wild shit. Not saying you did, not saying you should, <laughs> not saying you could. 
Oh, you could. Uh, you know, you, I, yeah. You right. might, Travis. You might. <laughs> oh, you might, Travis. You might. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Uh, oh, before before we go, I do want to say one thing. What? Uh, and this is very important. Uh, go to tpublic.com, uh, keyword Hop Nation USA, buy our stuff. Yeah. We got stuff. Go buy it. T-shirts, masks, coffee mugs, pillows, golf yeah. towels. No, no golf towels. All right. <laughs> I don't know where to get those. I don't either. Print that was a wild guess. Yeah. No, they fine. Uh, it's, I think it's regular flags. You can get flags? You can get flags and tapestries. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go buy a flag. Yeah. yeah. There's plenty of other goofy shit on there. All right. It's about, if you're listening to this on a Friday, it's 49 designs. If you're listening to this on a Monday, it might be 50. Uh-oh. I don't know. I just, depending on what kind of time I have on my hands. Get back in a goop lab. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good shirt. Good to sell. <laughs> All right. I think we're done here. Yeah. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.